This is the Remembering Fun Podcast, the daily check-in edition for May 4th, 2020. Hello everybody, I am Sam Pomeran and today I'm joined with a little sidekick, uh, Ben Langell. Ben, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Yes, yeah, me. All, all 12 people who listen to this podcast. Uh, you know, Ben is probably most famous for being the first man I ever kissed. Uh, oh, wow. Yes. And I didn't I, know that fact. Wow. You are first and also the second person I ever kissed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad and, that's what's going to go down in the history books. Yeah. And I'm straight just for the for the record. Same here. Uh, same here. Uh, hetero. We wore sex. socks. What? We were wearing socks. Yeah, we were wearing all of our clothes. Yeah, but the socks is what matters. Yeah, we we were. Anyway, let's jump into the show. Today is May the 4th, a day where we celebrate three Star Wars movies and aggressively argue about the other six. Uh, other news, Wall Street is uh, betting coronavirus will make the rich even richer. So, I mean, not everything has changed. Yeah. Uh, ben, are you getting richer with coronavirus? Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's all government money, but definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the vibe. I've got more money in my bank account right now than I've ever had in my life. Um, that's wow, yeah. It's I've I never mean, gotten a twelve hundred dollar paycheck before. I'll tell you that much. It's it's very nice to be paid um, for doing literally nothing. I'm in my pajamas and it's four fifteen in yeah, the jack afternoon. Shit. Yeah, yeah, jacking. It's like shit the the. But I do a lot. Yeah. Oh man, it's like the the qualifications where uh, you had to like be like out of work for 14 days. I'm like, bro, I've been out of work for like a year. I deserve like 20 of these things. Congratulations! No, not I got to flex. To, not to not to flex on, on you poor people, but I I qualified for the other one, the one that's for regular people, not just students. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm drowning in it right now. God damn, uh, bro. Yes, but I owe it all to the government back come tax season. So yeah, it's like isn't all like. Yeah, I've actually, funny enough, have not funny actually story. received any money from the government yet. Because I'm afraid I'm going to have to pay it back in taxes. I think it's just taxable income. I don't know. I shouldn't be saying stuff like this. I mean, I'm committing platform. tax fraud on the daily anyway, so. A hundred percent. No, uh, yeah. yeah. Yoshi was uh, a big influence on my life. Mm, huge. Uh, in other news, because we're just, we're going to stick with this show. <laughs> um, according to CNN, Banana Bread is having a moment during the current pandemic, uh, which is I mean, important. Important reporting they're doing at CNN. Aren't we all having a moment, or aren't we all eating banana bread? Aren't we all banana bread having moments during this pandemic? That's one way to put it. Um, From what I understand by reading the article for five seconds, everyone's currently baking uh, banana bread, and mostly everyone is perplexed about how dry it is, because it's it's so hard to make banana bread not dry. (laughs) It's pretty difficult. You gotta like eat it fresh if you don't want it to dry. It'll dry out within like seconds faster than like an avocado you have like 15 seconds to yeah 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 like it's it's too quick yeah it's better actually to just eat it while it's still in the oven just like get your head in there hop in the oven yeah and then just take a a crunch of that fresh moist banana bread that a crunch of the fresh moist banana bread let that sink in you can quote me on that (laughs) that should have been my yearbook quote oh damn uh missed out on a great opportunity 
shoulda, coulda, woulda. A new organization called Riverbed is launching May 20th. It is Ottawa's first multidisciplinary performance reading series, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is way too specific of a name. Of course, it's the first multidisciplinary performance reading series. I mean, this podcast is Ottawa's first multi-platform, non-visual auditory entertainment series hosted by an attractive virgin. Like, if you get specific <laughs> enough, anything <laughs> works. He had to throw in, ladies and gentlemen, he had to throw in the very last two words. He, yeah, had, to, yeah, yeah. he had to throw in not only the fact that he's attractive. Mm, thank you. But uh, the virginity part. You know, so, I think it's important to paint a picture. Uh, virginity rocks, bro. I don't know what... Uh, hey, I don't know what uh, hey, it's, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great thing. Hasn't yours grown back? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh man what do i wish that was scripted oh, uh, that was that's great. great yeah oh, the thanks. the series the the multidisciplinary performance reading series is being hosted on zoom will feature poetry music and open mic so catch me reading a poem about how much i regret telling those last two words in my last joke i uh you know people heard that uh <laughs> not many <laughs> some have some have heard it uh, Bandcamp has lifted their cut of sales to give a boost to artists struggling during the pandemic, which means if you're an artist that's main source of income is coming from Bandcamp, things aren't going great in your life. And they're probably not going to get better. No, it's it's bad. Uh, Bandcamp's great, though. Bandcamp is like where you go if you want to listen to the same music you could listen to everywhere else, but like a little bit edgier. Ooh, that's true. That's true. I love when my uh, friends retweet people who have Bandcamp accounts, and I'm like, ah, oh, you are cooler than me. Uh, <laughs> you are legally more cool than me. Up until a week ago, I actually had a song on Bandcamp camp until someone uh, Googled my name, found the song, and I immediately deleted it. I uh, I was unaware of this. What yeah, song? Um, it was, oh, no. On okay. my birthday a few years ago, I recorded a freestyle to the song 444 by uh, oh, uh, Jay-Z. Oh, um, and nice. SoundCloud was like, nope, that's copyrighted music. You can't post that. And I was like, fair. So I posted it on Bandcamp, and I think 12 people listened to it, which is... It's 12 uh, more than would have listened if you post on SoundCloud. Uh, but it's also 12 too many. Uh, <laughs> agreed, agreed. It was bad. Um, in other bad news... I mean, that's it belongs on Bandcamp if it's bad. That's just bad camp. Wow. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Wow. What in a other great, news. In other news, this is a real show. Uh, a Florida lizard broke a record for largest largest poo ever recorded by a living animal. Uh, wow. Yeah, the record. That I'm almost yeah. speechless. Yeah, the record. Uh, like, it's barely what, anything. What is the record? Most poos haven't been recorded. I don't know why this one was. Like, it's just odd. I refuse to read more than the headline of this article because it bothered me so much that someone made this animal poo onto, like, a thing. Like, I guarantee all On a humans... scale. On a scale? It has to go on directly a... on a scale because, like, if you, if you like, were to scoop it and then put it on the scale, then Lose you something. might be, like, yeah, you might be losing something. You might be gaining something. So it has to be directly on the scale. Was the word, like, because someone has to, like, record these records. Was that person at the zoo for, like, some other reason? Like, and just by happenstance noticed a uh, humongo turd. Or were they like feeding this animal like grapes constantly and then they're like, come to our zoo, we promise he's going to have the largest. Imagine that as an advertisement. 
Oh, that's oh yes, a hundred percent. That zoo is now like marketing themselves as like home of the largest lizard poop. <laughs> Do you think they kept it? Do you think they kept it? They're waiting for it to fossilize. <laughs> Here's what I want to know: Was it weighed in pounds, kilograms, or uh, my guess, honestly, newtons? Newtons? Wow, that's that's large. I it must it was the biggest poop by an animal recorded. It must have been like too big for like kilograms. You know what I mean? I I mean. It must have been. I, did, if only you had read more of the article to see how I big it was. No, but I refuse to do research for this show. That's uh, fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, no, no one's paying me. Um, Tiger Woods said in an interview that running destroyed his body and knees, which is why I don't run. I mean, be- that's the reason I don't run. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, because being alone with my thoughts for an extended period of time sounds like a terrible idea. I mean, that's what music that's- is for—is just to drown out the demons. Yeah, but, like, it can only drown out so many demons. Yeah, but what if your demons know how to swim, you know what I mean? Uh, I hate when demons learn to swim. That's the worst. <laughs> Who keeps setting up these these swimming lessons for demons? Ridiculous. You know, it's these fucking lifeguards. They're like, oh, I need to work because I work so hard to be a lifeguard. And they wear their fucking mesh shirts. Oh, uh, God. They gotta t- teach these demons. Thinking they're better than everyone else in their mesh shirts. Yeah, Jesus fuck Christ. you. If, if you're a lifeguard and listen to this podcast, bite me. You don't have our support. Yeah, no, you're Get a bad it. person. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah save, you save kids, which is, like, admirable. Yeah. Are they essential uh, workers? They're not essential workers. Well, no one's going to swimming pools. Fair enough, fair enough. But what if someone like, did and drowned and there was no lifeguard there? Then all the lifeguards get fired. Okay, all of them. Sounds, okay, not okay, okay. You have to save lives of a lifeguard. That's a little of your job, isn't that like yeah. they like like take an oath at the beginning when they get like hired as an uh, as a lifeguard to like always save yeah, lives sure or something? It's like That's it's lifeguards. A, it's, it's a repeat after me thing where they're like, I promise to guard all lives, guard um, all lives, all lives, guard them all. All lives matter. Wait, no. Oh, no. Well. Um. Okay. Moving on. In Nicholas the news. Cage. <laughs> In the news, Nicolas Cage has been cast to play Joe Exotic in an upcoming Tiger King TV adaptation. And I don't have a joke because that just makes sense. But that, Yeah, that is the joke. Yeah. It does remind me that I briefly dated a girl that had an obsessive crush on Nicolas Cage. Wow. Uh, That's yeah. not something I knew about you, but also it's not something I can say I wanted to know. You know, it, it bothers me all the time. Anytime Nicolas Cage is brought up in any circumstance, which in my life is constantly... On the daily, uh, on the daily, I, I, and I just all I can think of is that someone who found me attractive also found Nicolas Cage incredibly attractive, and I feel. Uh, worse I don't about know how myself. you're surprised about that. They're just you oh. guys are like in the same breed. <laughs> hey, are you saying Nicolas Cage is like my celebrity uh, body double? I'm just saying if we had to hire one, if we had to hire an actor with the absolute incredible emotional range that that is required to play you in a movie, I think it would have to be Nicolas Cage. That's, That's all I'm going to say on the topic. Uh, but also, I think he's going to play Joe Exotic perfectly uh, because, I mean, like, it's just, I don't even care if he plays it perfectly. That's Nick Cage pretending to be Joe Exotic. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's almost too perfect. It's like, I, I wonder if Joe Exotic has always been Nick Cage um, in, like, really method acting. Or do you think this news is actually just fake just so that way they get us to, like, be a little bit more positive during this pandemic? <laughs> They just completely made that up to make us smile. 
it it could be entirely false because it's the second Tiger King TV adaptation that I've heard of. <laughs> there's one starring Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin, and now there's an entirely separate one starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> One day they'll have a crossover episode. And oh, I two, cannot wait. Two Carol Baskins and two Nicolas Cages. I mean, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you didn't hear Nicolas Cage is playing Joe Exotic in both different spin-offs, in, in both adaptations, yeah. Oh, that's that's truly incredible. Different scripts, different everything, but Nicolas Cage <laughs> plays Joe Exotic. They, could, they couldn't find someone to play it better. It, that's, a, that's a brilliant point. That's a brilliant point. In other news, to, shifting over to, to music, to the tunes, uh, Tr- Travis Scott and Kid Cudi's new song, Scott, just went number one. And it's truly beautiful that one song can unite hype beasts from today, hype beasts from a decade ago, and hype beasts who play on Fortnite to make a song that's actually quite good go number one. That was good. That was a well-thought-out joke. Thank you. I, I'm a wordsmith. It was uh, uh, Yeah, the song is honestly, it must have been like, a collaborative effort to just get every single person that owns a pair of Air Jordans to just fucking bop. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point. I heard Travis Scott got paid two million dollars by Fortnite to premiere, to premiere the song on Fortnite. Oh my God, really? How does Fortnite Jesus. have two million dollars? Because <laughs> there's like two million kids paying six bu- bucks a month for a battle pass. That's I, why. I guess. I mean, good on them. Yeah, funny story. I, I found out my Fortnite account got hacked the other day. Why is someone trying to hack your Fortnite account? Uh, I don't know, but they did successfully. But I got back into it. But I didn't change my password because I was honestly like, whoever is using it can honestly have it. <laughs> You're like, you know, it's impressive that the hacker got in here. Yeah, so you my PayPal is it. even set up with the account too. I'm just like trusting that they don't do anything. Then you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they haven't yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I actually have a song, a question about the song, because on the song, uh, Scott, Travis Scott says that he puts the mic outside. Now, Ben, as an audio engineer. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he says he puts the mic outside, like, to record? Yeah, I think, I, I really hope it's not to store it outside. <laughs> <laughs> I record inside, but I keep my mics in the shed. <laughs> no, I, I, the, the implication is that he's recording this song, probably, outside. There are benefits to that. There's there uh, benefits, yeah. I can get I can get nerdy and tell you about how when you're recording outside, you don't have to worry about the acoustics of your room because you're in a free field environment, so you don't have to worry about like your room being shitty as long as it's not like windy. I'm sure it's not that bad to record outside. Also, it's just like a bit of a flex because you I've never heard of a single other artist or hip hop artist for that matter say that they're recording outside specifically and then put it in the song. Mm. That's a that's a flex. That's Not a everybody can bring their like thousand dollar microphone outside into uh, the real world. So you know, yeah. plus respect. Hey, we got we got to show respect to Travis Scott for that one. I mean, um, it's, I can't call it ingenious or anything, but you know, like it's a uh, it's neat. It's a thing that he did. <laughs> it's it's that yeah, and that's a fact, <laughs> and that's a goddamn fact. This is this is what we know. And finally, to the big news of the week. Um, which is like, there's not a lot of news, so big news isn't really like a big statement. Um, Drake has dropped a mixtape, so just in case quarantine hasn't already made you text your ex, you're good to go now. You you are good to go. I've uh, I've never come closer than the night it dropped. I'm not gonna lie. You haven't t- done it though. No, no, God, no. Okay. No, okay. no. We're uh, so far going strong, going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, uh, you know, definitely uh, listen to the album and just acknowledge that the rest of the day was just going to be spent in my feels for the Mm. sole purpose that Drake dropped an album. Of course, of course. I do also think it's important to state that if uh, in the past, like, year or so, you've dated a self-proclaimed sensitive boy and he hasn't contacted you, they clearly never loved you. Yeah, they never. Uh, No, they never cared. Drake just dropped an album and your DMs are still dry. Yeah, no, something's wrong with you, not him. You you fucked up, uh, and I don't know how to tell you that <laughs> other than right here. But like, these are just the realities of the thing. It's also, a sad truth. yeah, it's it's a sad it's a sad truth. Ben, have you ever listened to a Drake album and then immediately texted him next? Uh, I can't say that I've done it immediately afterwards. Um, no. <laughs> so like five minutes after. Well, usually I find that listening to a Drake album by the end of it, it's almost like like a like a trip or something. You just sort of like by the end, you need like a good like 10 minutes to just sort of regain consciousness. And then uh, in those 10 minutes, if, if you happen to pull out your phone and go through old messages with your ex, I mean, that's just that's just what happens. You, you can't just, control it. You can't stop it. That's, that's the spirit of Drake inside of you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. How many. uh like breakup sex has drake caused like how much people who have broken up and then hooked up is because of drake i don't know how many i don't know how i don't know how many people but i would be willing to bet that at least four children exist in the world because of (laughs) (laughs) that's all that's what i'm willing to bet minimum four minimum are are because of drake because of drake that's fair that's fair I my favorite song on the album is uh, "Demons," uh, mm. and I love it because Drake gets fully on his bilingual shit. He says, "Drunk uh, so I type je t'aime, but don't click send." And I know Drake's from Toronto, but if any lyric is more Gatineau, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's a oh. song that features the like the features on the song are just talking about murdering people, and then Drake <laughs> is like, "I drink je champagne t'aime. and text uh, my oui, ex oui. in French." <laughs> Ah, oui, oui, bien là. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's so quintessential Canadian. It's so Drake, and also at this point, like I don't consider myself a, a, a specifically a Drake fan, but I'm definitely a fan of Drake um, more than the average person. And weird, uh, weird linguistic difference. Well, it's like it's like I'm not like you know I'm not gonna go into it anyway. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> At, at this point, it's like, you know Drake's style, right? You've seen him through, like, so many different albums and seen him through so many different, like, emotions and phases and everything that, like, by the time that a new thing drops and you start listening to it, it's almost like a wave of nostalgia from something that happened, like, two minutes ago. It's like, you've experienced it a million times, but every time something new comes out, you're just like, oh, you fall back in love with it. It's kind of nice. It's, it's so sweet that he's still so sad about exes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you should probably work on that. But also, he's a grown man with a child. <laughs> That's honestly, it's kind of sick that he's rapping about his child and his exes in like the same song. Mm, you know, it's <laughs> how's that kid gonna grow up? Just like <laughs> Drake in like the same album will be like talking to. He's like talking about how his baby mom is a gold digger, and then also is like, yeah, I was texting my ex about like, yo, remember those times we had? And then Drake's kid is just listening to this like. I, Trying to follow, trying to make like a plot line of like his father's life throughout his like songs, and he's just so so confused. It's like, he's how many so times have you been broken up with? What? How, how many Bugattis do you own, and how many times did the keys get stolen? <laughs> I don't get part. it. <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for being my my sidekick, Sesco host. This was incredible. 
Thank you. Any, anytime, anytime. And, and you have a final message for the listeners. Um, do everything in your power not to text your ex, but if you do, uh, make it noteworthy. Send a picture of your dick. Anyways, thank you for listening Let's to the listen. podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're out. We're out. Peace. Woo. And I've been a little bit inside and